Twain. Shoots. No, he couldn't get it off. Now fires it up. Bank it in. It counts. It counts. The Heat win the game. Shot here. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. To bother Olsen off the line of scrimmage. Newton is chased. Got away from Ninkovic. Dancing. Gets away from Chandler Jones. Setting up space. There goes Cam. And to the highlight reel. That one. And the dollar to Curry. Back to Welcome to the Black and Blue Bloodline. My name is Duke, and joining me today is my co-host, Fat Man Trey. How you doing, Trey? It's good. All right, and this is a podcast that talks mainly about sports, and we'll be talking about the Carolina Panthers today, and I want to start with their offense. First thing I got is Chuba Hubbard, or Chuba Hubbard, I don't know how to say his name. I don't think he showed anything this week, I don't this week against the Ravens, I don't think Hubbard showed anything different. I feel still feel like he just showed flashes and then for the rest of the time you saw him, he was still the same back. Like well he, well, he wasn't no he wasn't really any help. Like he, he didn't help at all. What about, how do you feel about him? I feel the same. Um I seen so many backs that we could have used. But he was not he's not the one. Um He's not the answer for being the backup behind Christian. Somebody that I think we should have got with Jordan Howard would have been a perfect pick to put behind Christian. Yeah, that have been a that would have been a, a double headed monster right there. Yeah, him or either also uh, Malcolm uh, Malcolm Brown that the uh, um, I want to say Miami Dolphins picked up. He's been a great uh, power back for them. Yeah, and I think that's what we need is a power back. I don't want no – and I, I don't think Trevor Hubbard is a power back because too many times I've seen him get hit once and go down, and I feel like that's the perfect complimentary back to Christian McCaffrey. Like he should have been uh, – or Christian McCaffrey and another power back needs to have the same relationship that Mark Ingram and Alan Kamara had um, Alan Kamara's rookie year. Yeah. And I feel like that I hate that wasn't what Jonathan Stewart and uh, Christian McCaffrey was, but that is what we I feel like that's what we need so we can make sure we don't um like run Christian McCaffrey into the ground and this other guy can take some of the um carries off him cuz we'll uh, cuz we all know he'll be used in both the running game and the passing game. Yeah. But see the thing that I have with Hubert is that he just he He's a one cut back. I said this last episode. He was just one cut back, and I, um, I don't think that's going to make it. That's going to cut. It's going to make it. That's going. I don't think that's going to cut it with what we need. And then his stats from the last game, they would have this stats this game are no really no different than what his stats would have been last game if he hadn't had that fifty nine yard run. His stats this game were nine. Rushes for twenty four yards, mm-hmm. average two point seven. That's not good at all. Uh, I he had a guy like that. He has to be better if he's going to be a backup running back because mm-hmm. there's no production in that. And I'm not sure. 
and I, I said it last week, I want Reggie Bonifant to be our backup, but I'm not even sure if he's still on the team or what. I haven't heard anything about him. Yeah, we. Um, I feel like with the with the running back situation, they they've got all this trust that Christian's coming back. But the thing is, he went down because we didn't have any right. substantial back, another back behind him. And Christian McCaffrey is not Derrick Henry, so we cannot run in and run him into the ground the yeah. same way the Titans are going to do to do Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's he's a totally totally different back. Just like I, I no disrespect to Christian McCaffrey, but if we had Derrick Henry, I would love it because he's a power back and he's a elusive power back. Perfect type of running back for this offense. Yeah, because we really at this moment we don't know what we're going with this offense. We don't know no. where we're going. We don't know which direction we're going. Um, one moment we're going to be a pass offense. Next moment we're going to be a running offense. Mm. It's just, um, and I understand having balance, but we're not balanced. I blame that unbalance on the coaches, and I mean, make up your mind. Yeah. Like, what type of offense do you want to run? Yeah. And then because you can't make up your mind, now it's translating to the game. We can't score in the red zone. I'm not sure how many. I think we scored only in the past two games. We scored only one touchdown yeah. on offense, maybe two. I don't remember. Yeah. That just but brought, they only, just brought yeah. it back down to. And that's the same problem we had last year. Yeah. And a lot of people said Teddy Bridgewater was acting like a baby when he said that they didn't practice red zone offense. It's clear that that they didn't do it because they still suck at it this year. Yeah, like we got to be better than that. I mean, this is NFL team. Red zone is something that you have to practice. Have like to. that's something you got to do. You don't even have to get the yards, but if you if you get down there, go and score. Yeah, we we leave too many points on the board with that. Um, not being able to get in that box. It's just it's ridiculous. Um, on how on on the moments. Uh. That we have down now, we haven't scored. Like you said, we had one, one end zone, one touchdown in the in the red zone this whole preseason. Hmm. That's not going. That's not, it's not good at all. Yeah. And I mean, and with guys like I understand DJ Moore hasn't played yet, but with guys like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, I thought uh, Sha Smith, Tommy Tremble, and Terrace Marshall, they've been playing pretty good. You got to put some points yeah. up on the board. Yeah. Trouble actually played better than I expected. Yeah, He's I thought he had a pretty decent I, game. Because, you know, coming out of the draft, I felt like we should have got Brevin Jordan from out of Miami. Because um, that would have been a perfect, even though we got Ian Thomas, that would have been a perfect match uh, for any quarterback we would have been bringing in. Um, because he's an athletic, big, big tight end. But mm-hmm. Trouble has really showed me He's he's more athletic than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shai Smith is he's making strides. I I really for him to be uh, for him to be a small receiver, he makes a lot of big plays that I that I that I don't expect him to make. Yeah, and I think with the emergence of Terrace Marshall and Shai Smith, David Moore might be getting pushed back on uh, the depth chart. Now. I, Maybe they won't do that for the first couple of weeks, but I think over time they will. Both Terrace Marshall and Shaw Smith will go up because they're looking really good right now. Definitely Terrace Marshall. I think he's been my he's a standout player for me through these first two preseason games. 
I haven't seen another um, rookie or young guy that I thought has played better. Yeah, that's true. I've um, I've I've not seen. He probably has been playing the best. Uh, I mean, they probably both have, them probably have been playing the best. Um, had the best preseason so far. But we just can't get in that box. It's just yes, that is a huge problem. We've like we got have, to score touchdowns. Touchdowns is key. We haven't. We have not scored a touchdown. I mean, I'm, I'm not even saying we haven't touched scores. We haven't even won a preseason game since in the last three years. Yeah, I think twenty nine. No, I think yeah, twenty nineteen. I think twenty nineteen was the last time we might have won one or two that yeah. game. But last time we won a preseason game, Cam Newton and Luke Kuechly were still on the team. Yeah. But um, David Moore, I don't know much about him. I think he might be able to help this offense, but again, I don't think he'll be able to. I don't think he'll be. Able to stay ahead of Shaw Smith or Terrace Marshall. One of them is going to take his spot. I think he's going to be a, like a special teams player. And honestly, I just—if that does happen, I don't really see the point in. I don't see what was the point in signing him. That seems like I, I know he started for um, Seattle for a while, so I, I just don't feel like there was a reason why they signed him. I don't, I don't get it. What would be the point of signing him if he's all he's going to do is just play on special teams? It's going—it just boils back down to. David Moore, the same thing is going to happen with him that happened with him in Seattle with DK Metcalf. He was starting. DK Metcalf hit his spurt, hit his spurt came out running. Never looked back. That's why he's not with Seattle no more. Um, and I feel like that's the same thing is going to happen because, like you said, Terrence Marshall, He, to me, he's good. He just got to get his agility a little better. But everything else is to the point where I'm like, okay, it's acceptable. He's gonna be he's gonna be better than what we what we anticipated. And Terrence Marshall, I don't want to get my hopes up too high because after this last disappointing game of us only putting up three points, it's I don't want to go in. I'm gonna go into the season like I did last year with not without high expectations. So I wasn't disappointed last year. I kind of, I I mean, what we got is I wasn't surprised by it and I wasn't disappointed. And same with Terrace Marshall, like I hope he's I hope he ends up being something great for us. But again, I'm not gonna go in with high expectations because I don't want to get my heart broken. Um, want to talk about Will Greer? I, I thought Will Greer had a pretty good game. I, um, he threw for yeah, hundred forty four yards. He was eleven for fourteen, and that was my point last week. Like he got a this week, he got a chance. With the start or with the backups or at least the guys who weren't a bunch of guys that were just that was fighting for a roster spot, he actually got to play with guys who actually have a spot. They just got to figure out where they were going to put them, and his number showed. And I, and for the past couple of years, I've always said like I don't I didn't think Will Greer was a bad quarterback or at least I don't think he was the worst thing ever. I just feel like. The Panthers have been putting him in horrible situations, and so far this was the best situation he got put in, and he played pretty well. And I thought he played better than he did last week, too. I mean, even though that's the case, you know, with Will Grimm and him being in a bad situation, I feel like he this year, I, I think that they're giving him more of a chance just because, so they can say, 
well, we cut him because we gave him a chance. Uh, we gave him a chance, so we can't. So it won't be looking like because I think they're gonna still keep PJ Walker. Oh, I don't think so. After this, PJ Walker, he played. He threw eight yards. He um threw eight attempts. He attempted. He threw eight attempts. Only one reception. That's not good. And last week, I'm not gonna say PJ Walker had a bad game, but he didn't have a great game either. I think maybe I think PJ Walker had just about the same game that um Will Gurr had this week. So, but. I, I'm thinking they might lean towards um, Will Gribb, but this last game against Pittsburgh is probably going to decide who's going to be our backup quarterback because yeah. I don't think they're going to keep three guys on the roster. I don't think there's any point in keeping three quarterbacks on the roster this this year. The only way they keep three quarterbacks is if somebody change their position. And more than likely, it's always going to be P.J. Walker. They're going to want to change. But um, I think they're going to keep P.J. Walker – over Will Grip because seniority. The thing is, Matt Rule has a rapport with P.J. Walker. That's the only reason I feel like that they will lean more towards him than they would Will Grip because, like we we we've, we've all stated that you know this is this organization right now. The group of people we got right now is is who you know and not what you do. Yeah. Now, if they did go off of what he did, I do think. I do like the arm that uh, PJ Walker has. He has a he has a rocket. Yeah, like he can he can throw that ball. But I well I I still I gotta see next week against I gotta see against Pittsburgh who might be better. But I'm thinking Will Greer might actually take the spot mainly because how well he played this last game. And the only and the other my other uh, factor I'm going to is because that I feel like they're gonna lean more towards PJ Walker because PJ Walker. He's he played in the XFL. He was the leading passer in the XFL. And I mean, but you see him in the NFL now, and that really didn't change much. But even Andrew Luck gave him, uh, like, you know, Andrew Luck was good in him when he played. And he just he told he was his backup quarterback. Well, he was the third string quarterback. But he said he told his father when XFL opened up to go sign PJ Walker because he knew he was just that good. Yeah, he was good enough to play with a bunch of guys who wanted to go play in the NFL. A bunch of guys who I'm couldn't bad. make it onto an NFL roster. And just, I understand that uh, Andrew Luck is great, but just because you're a great player, that doesn't mean you're good. You're great at evaluating talent. There's um, been plenty of good players who can't play, can't I, evaluate talent. I understand what you're saying, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's good at evaluating talent. Him and his dad, well, I should say his dad was a coach. And um, you know, coaches' sons. You know, they know, they know, they, they know. Pretend to watch the other details of the of the game. So I, that's the only reason I think PJ Walker. But also, you know, it is up in the air. You know, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh game will be the deciding factor. Hopefully, they score some points this time. I I will be livid. If we go another game, scoring only three points, that is, that is not good. No, not at all. You can't. We can't even like. As much talent as we got this off season, we should be able to put some points up on the board, like more than a field goal. Yeah, we we need to, we need to score more points. There's no way. There's no way in hell that we can't, that we can't get in the end zone. Right. 
on offense or defense. It's, it's <laughs> terrible. Like, it's terrible. Speaking um, of the defense, I'm actually I'm impressed with the starters, our backups. I wish they were better, but, I mean, you can't expect too much from the backups. But I think our D-line is going to be really good. I like uh, um, Brian Burns. He played good. He uh, That play he made, he made a, I think it was almost a safety. I don't think they counted as a safety. Yeah, they didn't count as a safety. But I'm, I like, uh, I'm glad we went to the defense because that's what I said. I was holding off on mm-hmm. uh, because it, I even though our defense looked, looked good, we should be making more plays. We should make more play. We should be making more plays. I understand it's preseason, but the defense needs to make more plays. Brian Burns. It was one play I watched. Brian Burns um, on the interception on when uh, Reddick got the interception. Brian Burns was losing. Was was looking back the whole time he was running the ball. I mean, you can't. That's not team football. If you want, if you making a play. It's a, every hat on a hat. You got to be blocking somebody so he can get downfield. That wasn't what he did. Was not he? He was turned around, looking around. Like I, I was, I was looking at a video the other day uh, where Bill Belichick was talking about how you gotta, you want, you want your opponent, opponent to see that in that, that that look in your eyes, like where your whole team is happy that you that y'all made a play. That, that wasn't what was going on. It was looking terrible out there, looking like everybody was lost. Yeah. I mean, but other than that one play, I still think our defense, or at least our starters, keep saying defense, I'm going to say just the starters. Okay. I think, I think the best thing that this defense does is make turnovers. They can, because the past couple of weeks we've had a good couple turnovers, but our run defense and our passing game our pass defense is not really that great. I think our pass defense is better than our run, but we still got to be better on both sides. Definitely the run. Again, our linebackers, our linebackers are still non-existent. Yeah. And like I was watching Shaq, I was paying attention to Shaq. I'm not even sure who was lined up beside him, but I was mostly paying attention to Shaq because, like Shaq, I expect so much out of him, and. Yeah. He, a lot of the times, he's just still standing in the same spot. Like, Shaq, what are you doing? Move. The running back's going to the left. Shaq is going to the right. Why are you going that way? Go get the running back. You're, yeah. I don't think he's our middle linebacker, but still, regardless, your job yeah. is you need to go get that running back. Why are you going the opposite way way he is? Like You played with Luke and Thomas Davis I'm for, what, five, six years? I know they taught you well. Ain't no way they didn't teach you well. You have to be better than that. We expect so much more than you. And then I hear this week on Instagram that um, I believe it was one of the coaches that said, um, uh, what, what's his name, 56? Uh, Carter. Yeah, Jermaine Carter Jr. is the leader of this defense. He hasn't pl- been but playing that, nearly as long as you. He should not be the leader of this defense. You should be teaching him. I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad that you brought that up because we – we should have known. We shouldn't expect as much from Shaq, because if Luke, when Luke retired or Luke was giving himself going away, he gave the head nod to Jermaine Carter over Shaq when his oh that that guy's working hard. That guy's working hard. Jermaine Carter's working hard. He never said anything about 
oh, I feel like Shaq gonna be good in this defense, be able be able to take over for what we was doing, what we was doing before, uh, before I retired or before uh Thomas left. It's none of that, and that, that's a bad. That's bad. That's that's real bad. That you're what Jermaine Carter's been what third year man, yeah, Shaq third, third or fourth year, year. yeah, third or fourth year he playing. He, I think he was drafted in twenty eighteen. Okay, so yeah, you you can't. That's that's ridiculous. You gotta. I, I, me personally, I feel like they shouldn't even gave you that extension. Um, they paid him way too much money. Because to me personally, you had you was not proven. I feel like they just oh maybe trying to say I mean not not to count another man's pockets, but I felt like that was a move like oh Shaq is Shaq is the, one of the young people that was actually on the team. We're gonna we're gonna embrace him to stay and uh, embra- embrace him and maybe hopefully the, the fans see that we're trying to keep Shaq. But really, Shaq was not one of the main people that everybody was looking towards. Um, if you wanted to keep somebody, you would have kept Thomas Davis. Or, or I mean, we couldn't keep Luke because, you know, he left because. Or you could have kept Cam, you know. And we wouldn't even been in a quarterback situation as we are in now. And I think the, I think the only reason they um, – I think the only reason they re-signed or extended Shaq's contract and gave him that much money – was because they just wanted a a linebacker who's not going to go out there and look like a fool. Now he doesn't look like a fool when he's out there, yeah. but he still doesn't. At the same time, like he's not existing. Like you don't see him enough. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, last year I'm I don't see how he led the team in tackles. Yeah. Or no, he didn't lead. The, I think he was behind uh, behind Jeremy Chin. Yeah. But so I don't see how he made over a hundred tackles because honestly, I only saw I only saw him really do anything in like two or three games. Every other game is almost forgot Shaq was in the game because yeah. I'm like. He was the only he he wasn't making any plays, and I expect bigger plays from. I don't expect him to be Luke Keekley. I don't expect him to be Thomas Davis. Like I know he's his own person. He's not Luke and Thomas Davis, but I expect him to be better than what he is. Yeah. Like you've shown us that you can be better than what you are right now. So be that. Yeah. See, he. I feel like they 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 like him. we like Shaq because he's a he's an athletic linebacker. Oh. Uh, I want to talk about another young guy, Frankie Louvu, number 49. 40, yeah, number 49. I really knew who he was talking about. I really he like this guy. Good guy. I, I really, really like this guy. I don't know if he's going to be some great player or just the backup who just makes plays every now and then. I'm fine with that if that's what he is, but I really like this guy. He came from the Jets. I like him. I do like him. He um, he's actually been making it. To me, in preseason, he's been making a lot of plays, a lot of plays. And even if he's not making the tackles, he's around the ball, and I love right. that. And that's the one thing I miss about this Panthers defense is that we used to have the like got like you just said, if the guys weren't making the play, if they weren't making the tackle, they were still around the ball. They yeah. were still there. Yeah. And that's my biggest problems with our linebackers and our defense. That's my actually my biggest problems with the whole defense. Not enough players just are, are around the ball. Mm-hmm. It's like you got that one or two guys that's making the tackles. Why my four defensive linemen ain't over there? Why my, why my linebackers ain't over there? Why is my why is my safety in my corner making this tackle? Yeah. My first first two people, first guys that needs to be there, and my middle linebacker. That's the first guy that needs to be there. If he's not there. Then I'm going to need another linebacker yeah. to be there. My first guy to touch him should not be a, a DB. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, like, and then when they are touching him, 
Where where y'all at? Why y'all not getting to the ball? That's one. That's that's part of the reason why our running defense is so bad is yeah. because they don't we don't game tackle. We we everybody's trying to wrap up or or arm tackling instead of five. If it, if it's in the right side, it should be you know three people, three four people on top of him yeah. uh, making the tackle. Or everybody's supposed to be you supposed to drift to the defense is a is a has to move at a unit to, to right. stop. You got to be one on defense. Yeah. You cannot be multiple. Mm-hmm. It's not multiple pieces. You all got to be one. I understand that everybody's doing different thing, different things, but at the mm-hmm. same time, once that guy gets the ball in his hand, mm-hmm. y'all are all one person. So get to the mm-hmm. ball. And that's one of the reasons. One of the things I hope that Denzel Perryman fills the void. And I, yeah, I hope he brings that 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 aggression and dog to the defense that make everybody else make it contagious to everybody else want to. Yeah. Get it, get it. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna get there first, or we all gonna get there. But that's that's one of the things, the biggest things we need is we need game tackling. We need more people on the ball. If we, and that's what we, if, if that's one of the problems that people that they don't, coaches don't teach is if one person on all of y'all should be on, on the ball, right? Not just. Um, oh, he made the tackle. Good job for him. No, that's we got a lot of individual characters on our on our defense. Um, individual. I ain't gonna say characters, uh, but individual personalities on our defense, and that that's not that's not good. When we had back in twenty fifteen when we had IDBs was the uh, was the thieves, and they and they all they all ran together as one. Right. No, they uh. And that was from that was really even though it was the 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 DBs came up with the they they was the thieves the whole team built into that concept the whole defense built into that concept that oh that's what we're gonna do that's what that's what we're gonna do uh be uh we we gonna be making takeaways and tackles and that's it like you know we're gonna be on it and we, that and that's what made that defense so great like we didn't I don't even think we had a lot of players that were top ten in their position think Luke. And K1 Short that year might have been the only two players. Everybody else, I don't really think they were top ten in that position. But what made them so great was they played so well together. They played as a unit. They played as one. And that's the problem with this defense. They don't do that. You got to, like, I mean, I was watching the, I was re-watching the highlights of the um, game, Ravens game. And first two plays were big runs. I mean, the first guy that touches him, defensive tackle, he breaks that. And then the next guy that touches him is a linebacker who's still in the same spot that he was when the play started. He breaks that tackle. The guy who gets the tackle is a DB. That's a problem. He, you get t- That running back gets touched by two guys, a defensive tackle and a linebacker. That linebacker should have been the one that stopped him, and then everybody else should have came after that. He should not be getting past two, two, defen- two, front, two guys in my front seven – he should not be getting that far. And I think that's what we need to work on. And as our first thing we need to go when we get into uh, out of the preseason, we need to, first thing our defense need to do is learn how to tackle. Yes, that's been because they were horrible at tackling last year. They still suck at that it. That arm tackling, yeah, it's like everybody I see tackle on our defense is tackling scared. It's like they, oh, I hope I make the tackle, but if I don't, oh well, it's the next man. No, put an effort. Some of the times I see some players, their effort to making the tackle is just as if I was trying to get it. If, if I was trying to walk off the field, just okay, I got it. 
Yeah. All right. Okay, he didn't get it. I didn't get the tackle. Okay, cool. No, you got to have that dog mentality, and that's what we're missing. We're missing that dog mentality in our, uh, in our on our defense. And I thought that was one of the biggest mistakes when they released Thomas Davis. Like, after he left, you didn't really see that no more. And I don't, I'm understanding you got it with Luke, yeah. But Thomas Davis, like they said, he was the heart of this. He was the heart of this team, mm-hmm. and because because of Luke, no, because of Thomas Davis, people these these players love the love the game, mm-hmm. and they would do to probably do just about anything for him or each other. But see, that's and, what I you said. know, we don't got those guys. We don't got guys like that. We don't got guys like that putting their bodies on the line for each other, mm-hmm. like making every single play for each other, going after it every single play. It's like they all want to be their own different people, and they want to, they want to get the, they want to get the spotlight for yeah. themselves and forget about everybody else. Mm-hmm. I see that's the, that's what brings me to with Thomas Davis. Like you said, uh, like you said, we, since we lost him, we really we never we never had that nobody in that spot because if you look at it, when Thomas Davis left, like I said, like I said before. We don't have no notable uh, vets on the team. What other team around the league can you say that nobody else was saying that, that they don't have no vets on the team? Our vets are Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, um, people that's been in the league for this is a small amount of yeah. time. Robbie Anderson was drafted in 2017, DJ Moore the year one year after. Yeah, so that just lets you know how our team is moving. They think that this is a college team. It's not, um, but I pray that we just get we get better we get better with with time. I mean, I hope they make better decisions at the time. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be opposed to Luke or Thomas Davis taking over the defense. I wouldn't even be uh, mm-hmm. hiring him as coaching. I wouldn't even take that. I mean, I wouldn't even uh, doubt that happening. I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say doubt that happen. I wouldn't uh, be opposed to that happen. I don't care who they hire. I just want somebody to teach them how to tackle. Even if they forget how to cover, please just learn how to tackle because that's way more important than anything else. If you're on defense and you can't tackle, then there's no point of playing defense at that point. That's true. That's definitely true. I mean, I I feel like our defense needs work. Honestly, this past game has – at first, before before this game, I was confident in this team. I thought we might actually be able to win a couple more games than expected. But now that's it's brought me back. I'm a lot less confident in this team because of the play of the offense and the play of the defense. This offense can't score. This defense can't tackle. I mean, and this is this is teachable stuff. Like this is not stuff that you. You can't like you can. This is something you can make these players do. This is not something like these. Put you. This is not something that these players. Oh, these players are just this way. There's nothing we can do about it. You can do something about it. So and it's clear that these coaches are not teaching them because I mean, as a defensive coordinator, the only the main thing you should be worried about is tackling. As an offensive coordinator, the main thing you should be worried about is putting points up on the board. You can't do if you can't do those two things as a team. You're gonna be horrible, mm-hmm. and that's what we will. That's why we lack so much right now because we we have the negative parts of both parts of the offense and defense. Defense can't stop nobody, and offense can't score. So that's a double negative. We and that's what we we stuck at. 
right. And then on special teams, I mean, I'm not going to, I can't comment on our kickoff team and punt team and all that. I, does, I mean, it, I mean, I understand that a lot of coaches say those two are, those two teams or your special teams can win you a game. But really, only special teams that I can comment on is our kicker <laughs> kicking field goals. That's the only thing. And our kicker, like I said last week, he sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. He's this week. He, he, he sucks. We, we That's need ridiculous. to be bringing in. Um, we need to be bringing in kickers. Yeah, we I did sign. Think. We did sign a new kicker today. Um, it was a German kicker. I think he played for. Um, the Raiders, but the kicker we signed, his name is Dominic Ebrel. Eb- Eb- can you 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 know what that say? Ambro. Ambro. Well, I don't know much about this guy, but what I read, I believe he came from the Raiders, and I don't know if he's going to be a, like I don't know much about him, but I'm glad they brought in some type of competition, and I. Hope they keep him on the team for the rest of the year to let Joey Slide know, like, hey, if you keep missing field goals, you will lose your job. Because yeah. he, and at, at this point, I want them to release him anyway. But if they don't, still, he they need to make sure they keep competition on the team for him. Because yeah. it's ridiculous. You're missing field easy field goals every week, and that's a problem. Like you're adding, I mean, we already have a, our offense already can't score. We can't have a kicker who can't kick field goals either. The one thing that he has to do, the only thing. Yeah. But that that's why I feel like we should have kept uh Graham Gano. Yeah. Because Graham Gano was an excellent kicker. You know, he had his ups and his downs, but for the most part he was more up than he was down. Right. And, and then when it came to kicking extra points and short field goals, you knew he was gonna make those. Those yeah. are easy. Those easy three points. You we knew we were getting only only ones we ever had to worry about were them long game winners. Plus, yeah, those were the only only one, only ones we had to worry about. Yeah. Anything else, Graham Gano, he was that guy. Yeah. Now he might. I don't think he his leg might not been as been as powerful as Joey Sly, but he still had way better accuracy, and that's Joey Sly's problem. Uh-huh. He can kick that. Like he has a powerful leg that he can boot that thing. Yeah. But he his accuracy accuracy sucks. Yeah. He he his his accuracy is terrible. Uh, I think a lot of of what last year of them keeping him over Graham, you know, I think a lot of a lot of that played into him being a better kicker. Him the competition. That's why I said I like that you bring that him them bringing another kicker in, give him competition because that only reason they that's the only, basically the only reason they gave him they kept him is because. Gravino was hurt, um, and the year before that, he beat out. He basically it was him and Gravino tussling for who was gonna win, and then Gravino got hurt. So that's the only reason. That, that's the reason I feel like your his moment, his moments blew up because Gravino was out. Gravino, you going up against Gravino, then he lose. Then he basically he he loses the job to you because he got hurt. And that. Was- that was unfair to Graham Gano because yeah. Graham Gano should still be the Carolina Panthers kicker. I don't yeah. know if he's still if Graham Gano is still with the Giants. I yeah, hope he, he is because he, I feel like he deserves an NFL job because I think he's one of the best kickers in the league. Yeah, but the, he should still be a Panthers kicker, uh-huh. like, and we would we would that'd be one less problem we'd have to worry about. That's true. And I want to touch on one more thing today. 
um, the Panthers re-sign Robbie Anderson. Um, two years, yeah. two, 29.5. Panthers re-sign Robbie Anderson to a two-year deal, two-year extension for $29.5 million and 20.5 guaranteed. 20.5 guaranteed? I did not know it was that high. I think for two years, that's good. Two, like we know he's getting $20 million. They like getting twenty million guaranteed, and then the rest of it is, is our incentives. So that depends on if he plays or not. So if he gets injured, I mean, I hope he doesn't get injured. That'll take him out for a good chunk of these next few years. But if it's just a couple games he gets injured, that's a couple of that twenty what that twenty nine point five million don't doesn't go to him. So that nine point nine point five will go back to the team. Yeah, but. Still a lot. I think look, look at look at what. Okay, no, I like I I really do like Anders. Uh, I do like Anders, Robbie Anders. I do like Robbie. I really do. But I feel like um. Never mind. Let me change that. That was a good deal. I'm now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, you know, because what I, th- I think that what we bought him in on last year. Was a two year? No, uh, I thought his was. I thought it was a one year deal. I mean, a one year, uh, twenty million. It was. Uh, was it an option in the, the second year or something? I'm not sure. It might have been. I don't know. I'm not sure if it was. It might have been a two years, year but, deal. Yeah, I yeah, think it was, this a one, is a, it was a two year deal, but it was a one and one basically for one year was an option year. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know 100. percent Yeah, but I know that. Yeah, I think that's how it was. It was two and one, something like that. But I, I liked it. I liked the move to pick him up. I liked it because, though I just feel like, you know, I always say this on here. I, I just have to always bring up my man Cam Newton. Why didn't y'all bring these? Give this money. Right. Do this money when Cam Newton was here. But I'm I mean, a, even I'm if y'all would have kept Cam, even if y'all would have kept Cam right now, and we would have had Cam Newton. Quarterback, and we would have had Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore together. That would have been great. That would have been great. I, I'm, 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 I'm no, I'm no genius. I mean, but I think that's that's pretty good offense right there. Is it? Yes, that'd been a great offense. But then that would have been an offense that could score. Yeah. But I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave Cam alone. I think this was good signing because we got us a good veteran guy for yeah. two more years. I think that'll put him play him through his thirties. We had a good veteran guy for two more years. We still got DJ Moore, young, a great young receiver, mm-hmm. and so we know we at least now know for the next what well, that'll be next three years really. Mm-hmm. For the next three years, we'll have two receivers who we know we can rely on. So if we lose Shy Smith, Terrace Marshall, mm-hmm. we'll still have two receivers. Then hopefully Dan Dan Arnold. I think that's his name, Dan Arnold and uh, oh, Tommy Treble. Yeah. yeah, hopefully Dan Arnold, Tommy Tommy Treble. Uh, hopefully that'll go our way. Mm-hmm. But if not, we'll still have two guys that we know who can catch the ball for us, put up some points, put up some yards. Yeah. To backtrack for one moment, you know a player that I that I had so much hope in that I thought was going to be so much better than what he was was Ian Tommy. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think that they're gonna cut him this year. I don't. 
How many tight ends do we have on the team? Four. Four. We got Ian Thomas. Tremble. Tremble, yeah. Dan Connor. I mean, it was Dan. Is it Connor? Arnold. Arnold. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling it up. Uh, let me see. And then we got the, the guy that was a tight end that they that converted. I mean, he was a quarterback that converted to tight end. No, I thought uh, they released him. Oh, they released him for okay. Yeah, the, Tommy Stevens, right? Uh, yeah, so our tight ends, Ian Thomas, Colin Thompson, um, Dan Arnold, and Tommy Trumbull, and two other guys who probably won't make the roster. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out of those guys, I don't think Ian Thompson, he probably won't make the – he probably won't make the roster. He's probably gonna get cut. Um, I, don't, I haven't seen Colin Thompson play. I don't really know much about him, but he'll probably end up um, staying over over Ian Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Thing is, Ian. I don't know what Ian hasn't made any strides. I I had so much faith for him to come in after Greg. After they released Greg Olson, I just knew. Well, yeah, we're going to make this. We're going to be good with this. We, uh, Ian Thomas, our club, man, it was like. Yeah, a couple good games in 2018, and then yeah. just never saw him again. Yeah, it's like we picked up a, a, a milk jug with hands. That's it. Hmm. I mean, milk jug with gloves. That's it, because it's terrible. Like, we haven't seen him produce in any way. Um, not even, not even a special team. Like, I mean, I, I really feel like I haven't seen him play since 2018. Yeah. I don't remember anything he. I don't think he did anything in 2019. Um, and last year, I mean, I understand they didn't throw the ball to the tight ends a lot, but I know they probably did that for a reason because now the preseason, or at least these preseason games, they've been giving the ball to our tight ends. Yeah. So. And I don't think Ian Thomas is gonna make it on make it he's probably not gonna make it past this last week. Wow. I think after pitch unless unless he just decides to have some type of two hundred yard game, game against Pittsburgh, we probably won't see Ian Thomas on this team. I doubt we're gonna I doubt we're gonna see any of because you know Pittsburgh's playing their starters. You know? Well, I think they're probably only gonna do that for the first they I think play, I think we're also gonna be playing our starters for a whole quarter. Uh, they played Bills last week for uh for for two whole quarters. So, but I then that would mean they might not play their starters as long this game because they should already have they should already know what they got. I don't think I don't think NFL teams need more than one game to know who their at least more than one preseason game to know who their starters are going to be. Yeah. Every, I think any other preseason game is just they that's just them trying to figure out who's gonna be the backups. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you said that's true. Yeah. Right, we're gonna end it on that note. Thank you for listening. My name is Duke and it's Fat Man Trey. And this is the Black and Blue Bloodline.